Vlado. Yes, sir. <laughs> we're, we're doing something experimental here. Now that we have a lot of time to stay at home, uh, almost do nothing. And because uh, I miss you and I miss everyone else in handball. Oh, we lost you. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Um, and um, I just wanted to start having this little tiny show uh, that I'm going to name it Straight Handball Talk and talk all the people that I know that have been a big part of, uh, first of all, of our club, second of all, of, of the development of handball in the United States or in general, uh, people that uh, uh, have connection around the world. So I know you're in the big uh, old Ohio, the heart of it all. How are things over there? Um, everything is finally calming down. I think this Friday, uh, restaurants that have patios are allowed to open. And then a week later, indoor as well. Um, thankfully, I'm construction. Construction is always essential. So I was always able to work. Um, but everything is opening and it's about time. Well, that's uh, obviously that's why you're in such good shape, huh? <laughs> well, it helps also that uh, my work involves physical activity. But uh, yeah, it's been a long winter. I've been getting ready for the Nationals, unfortunately. They got postponed, and uh, I hope they happen because we have some unsettled debts that I can't wait to settle. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I have to say, even though I haven't seen you in person, but what I've seen some photos of uh, your stuff on social, I've never seen you in such better shape since 2009. I mean, pretty it's much, pretty much, man. The last time I weighed this much, 220, 215 was when I moved to the States and I was 20 years old. And now <laughs> at back at 33, I'm ready to hurt people. Yeah, well, it's good for us, not good for the others. But nevertheless, talking about the past and start this conversation a little bit to give people a little bit background about you. Uh, obviously, every day I get emails from people sending me a long email saying that, hey, I want to move to New York City. I want to play for you guys. I'm going to help you. I've played high level all over the world and uh, I have experience. And sometimes I ask money and sometimes I ask only an apartment or a car and a car and some food, uh, which never happened. But nevertheless, when they show up, uh, most or not most, 100% of the time, they're not at that level. So the point is why I mentioned that is that I got the same email from you. I think it was 2009, early 2009. I, no, actually, it was 2008. Seven or eight. 2008. It was 2008. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, I kind of was in in the states for a few months, and I was like, man, there is no handball, just this prison-looking thing where you hit a ball against the wall. And um, and then I ran into you guys, and I figured, why not give it a shot? I think I emailed Richie and you, and. Uh, Knowing which you know, maybe it's easier that you reached out. <laughs> <laughs> well, but first of all, I, I'm going to say the email is like, hey, it was a very short email. Hey, I just moved uh, from uh, Croatia to New York City. I used to play handball. I played a little bit for the junior national team of Croatia. That's all the email was. And I'm like, okay, another one of those emails. But luckily, <laughs> I, I checked your name. And uh, at that time, I, I found the IHF. Uh, website of the Junior World Championships in 2005, and I saw your name in it. And of course, you were in a couple of lists, number one. And uh, 
and those lists were like a lot of two minutes and uh, red cards and uh, but but the list of the people you played in I mean uh, Duvniak, Kopyar, Chupic, you and winning the the bronze medal at the world championship against Denmark and Mika Hansen I never ever got to ask you the question about that game and it was one goal game so please I want to know that tell, tell me the story about that game oh man uh, man that was a while ago that was in 2005 in Qatar in Doha uh, which was a unique experience itself but uh, yeah it was just uh, a long long uh, finally got the call to the national team and uh, we went there and uh, that last game was just it, it was such a blur, to be honest. It just went by so quick, like one goal after the other. And, uh, yeah, and back then, you know, every team was good. I feel like Denmark was always with us. You know, Germany later, too, with um, um, Uwe Gensheimer and them, you know. And uh, um, Nor Norway had a good team always, too. But, yeah, it was it – was, uh, man, I remember. I played – remember Adam, the guy from Egypt? Adam Zogby, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, when I saw him in New York, he said, oh, man, I remember you. And I looked at him, and I'm like, now can't be. And uh, it's just so funny that you see guys 15 years later that, um, that are um, on the same team right now in New York or passing through, and you just kind of reconnect. And I don't know. I always tell people to play sports. Like, let's say here, handball in the States is not as big, but it opens doors for everybody. So everybody should use the opportunity of stuff like that. But uh, people don't get it. I think don't understand that you were the same level at that time, representing one of the strongest generation of all times of Croatia. And that's with Duvnak, with Chupic and, and played against Mika Hansen. And having that experience at, at that age, obviously, um, it's it's irreplaceable. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely is. And um, the two the two minutes and red cards is uh, part of me. We used to play three two one. They don't play that really anymore. But I was the one. I was in charge of delivering the pain to the <laughs> middle back, left back, and right back. And uh, old school coaches don't give you love. They just give you tough love. So you better make it happen. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So. When when I when I saw the statistic, I was like, "All oh, right, this is this is a guy that fits with us." <laughs> yeah, now I can move again. Now that I dropped forty, <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about the other people now. Seriously, no, there's only a couple that need to be worried. <laughs> We're not gonna name them, but I have my sights set. <laughs> but anyway, so you your your experience in Europe for the time you chose to play, because then you decided to move on and and you know, look for other opportunities, just like many of us that are here in, in the United States. But you came to New York, uh, uh, join us in 2019 and uh, 2009 um, with your first nationals in Chicago. And since then you won six U.S. gold medals, one uh, U.S. Canadian gold and many other tournaments together. So tell me, what are your most favorite memories during this whole period of time? Oh man. Now that you brought up Canada, that was a tough, tough tournament, but it was amazing. It was every game was competitive, but I don't know. I just, 
I can't pinpoint one moment. Honestly, it's in general when we get together. It's about being with your teammates. It's about spending time with your team. And, you know, of course, you see other people from other teams that you know and you're friends with, you want to say hi. But I think really in New York, we built a, such a nice core and uh, everybody that comes just kind of fits in right away. And uh, that's really important to me that I can go away and, like, you know, like Michael, Ivan, you, there's a few guys that I talk almost regularly, you know, had text here and there, call. And that's important to me, more important than, you know, winning. Of course, everybody hates losing, but getting together and um, that's probably the highlight of every Nationals for me, just spending time with everybody. Yeah, definitely that uh, that tops it all. But to me, I, I, I also think about you coming into our club and then joining us in Chicago, which obviously we were, we were dominating every team until finals by 15 goals average. Uh, we really uh, stepped up uh, that year in many levels. But then, of course, this part of us celebrating way too early and spending, uh, I think, <laughs> uh, endless nights uh, not sleeping, and then we got to play against Houston. So to me, yes. that's the part where... where I remember you and and Zoki and obviously a few other guys stepping up and and I think that was uh, the biggest comeback in the history of U.S. handball. I honestly, now that you mentioned that, yes, that would be probably. I was never part of a game like that where we were down what nine at half. Not nine, fifteen minutes or seventeen minutes to go. Yes, to the and, end. Uh, I mean, we looked like we couldn't walk, let alone play handball. And then the last 15 minutes was just insane. And uh, remember, man, when I think back, I mean, Piotr, Zoki, Ivan, I mean, Cristo. <laughs> uh, man, that was, oh, that was, that was, that was a good one. That was like a proud moment to be part of a team. After that, it was just like, you know what, guys? We can lose together, but if we play like this, we'll never lose. And honestly, the few times we lost, I mean, we played like crap. Or we were missing, like last year, you know, we were missing three, four guys from the first team. You know, it took More that. Like yeah. I'm sorry? More like five. <laughs> yeah, it took us missing five guys. And, you know, um, San Francisco bringing guys from Europe to beat us by one barely. But that's okay, you know whatever makes them feel good, um, you know, but yeah. Um, yeah, Chicago was, Chicago was wonderful. Uh, great, great memories. So anyways, you, uh, uh, you obviously won everything with us, uh, with the club. And then you, you also played for Team USA. How was uh, your experience with that? It was amazing. I mean, I wish we were able to qualify for more things just to kind of push the sport because I feel like at that time it was push and shove to get some funding. And if we qualified, unfortunately, I wasn't able to participate in all of them due to work and family. But uh, Mexico City was um, one experience where we qualified for the Pan American Games or for the extra qualifier against Uruguay. And uh that was an amazing experience with a bunch of guys from all over the States and, you know, from different teams, just kind of gelling as a team. Um, that was unique. And of course I played for Croatia and of course that was a proud moment, but just as much was playing for team USA, you know, people think, you know, 
you know, we're foreigners or whatever, but we get goosebumps too when we hear red, white, and blue. So we love it too, you know? Yeah. Well, you know what? You know, I, we, I always have a problem with you when it comes to um, obviously not playing for Team USA still because you are still young. And, and I think there are very, very few uh, qualified Look up. right now in in uh or not now but it's been a while that usa has so i think uh and on top of it all the on the defensive aspect of it so i always get upset why you don't or why they don't commit you somehow to to be a part of it more hey Beanie, can i pause for one second can we repeat this question uh, sure of course this one sorry hi some Sorry, dude. Yeah, no problem. Not Dosho DoorDash. Huh? Dosho DoorDash. Do you want to repeat the question, cut this out, or should I just answer? Uh, <clears throat> let me just see how do I make this happen one more time. Uh, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll repeat the question. So, you know that I always get uh, upset with you that you have not committed or they have not made you commit more for the team USA, because I believe that there are very, and not just me, I think many people in the country that understand handball know that you are one of the best options, not just as a pivot on offense, but also on the defensive aspect from what you bring on the table, aside from understanding how to play defense, but also being able to do things that need to be done when need to be done. So, why there's no more commitment to you being a part of Team USA, especially with a better coach now? I wish I had answers. I was always there when they called. Um, I didn't go to Uruguay. I played against Uruguay at home. I couldn't go to Uruguay. Um, I think so too. You know me, though, at the same time, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to call and say, hey, you should call me up because I can be better than what you have. You know, all I can do is just play for New York. If they call me, call me. I'm only 33 years youngest, so I still have 10 years. <laughs> you have plenty of, of, of years. I mean, in the club level, plenty, but also on the international level. I mean, I, I don't know if how much you watched Team USA lately, the last couple of years, uh, but uh, the new coach, um, Robert, and plus the whole new generation of uh American citizens that live and, and play in Europe, extremely talented young people. Uh, so I think there is still an opportunity, but I don't know what their, their idea is, but I, I wish the people uh, looked at it from, from the angle that we understand. Why are you not there? I mean, I personally, I can give you my opinion and I don't care if it rubs people the wrong way. Um, I can tell that they're pushing American Americans and which is totally fine with me. I mean, there's younger kids that want to play and stuff, but I still think you need some, how would, what would be the right word? Somebody that's, that has been in certain situations, you know, that 
is not willing to yell at somebody or, you know, do whatever needs to be done so the team succeeds. I feel like, you know, if you have a young core of guys, it's all great, but let's say it's 58 minutes and everybody, you know, is scared to shoot. You know, you need somebody that's going to hype them up or, you know, one or two older guys should always be on the team for a reason, you know. And when I say older, I don't mean somebody that's just going to be a cheerleader, somebody that's going to contribute. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I personally, when they stopped calling me, I did, did rub me the wrong way because I know myself that I'm better than any pivot they have. But it's also at the same time totally fine with me. I'm okay with being at home with my kids. But um, I'm always ready if they call me, if it's, you know, works for me. Um, um, I will always go, but you know how they are too. Unfortunately, a lot of times they call you, hey, come represent Team USA, but pay for your own hotel and food, which we did too, just to be part of it. We did it too. We we actually, you and I and a few of us, we actually sacrificed when it, nothing was for free. I don't know how it is now, if they got more funding or not. Yeah. We did stuff, you know, people would ask me, like, how much did you get paid? I said, how much? I got two t-shirts and three pairs of socks. That's about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And the two jerseys we stole because we didn't want to give them back. <laughs> yeah, we had to return those, but for some reason, they were never returned. I, a little memory. I'm pretty sure I gave mine to you. I don't know what you did with them. No, you didn't give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I got none. <laughs> well, at least none left. There's a couple of guys in Croatia rocking Team USA gear. <laughs> uh, well, um, I mean, I, I see a lot of progress in the last two years, and uh, I think there's a young, younger generation that is hungry. And more importantly, there are two big things that have happened, obviously. Um, well, three big things. One, the, the Pan American Federation has been separated. So the only competitor, competitive sort of nations uh, are the ones that we can be as a country. Second, we have, when I say we, I say USA has a wild card to two world championships, the 2025 and 2027, right before the Olympics in LA, so which makes it the third uh, option. No other um, younger handball generation has gotten a path so pretty to go to the large stage and, and, and represent USA. What do you think needs to be done to really actually have a team that can win maybe a game in one of these uh, uh, championships? Well, I don't know all the details right now with how much they're training and all that, but I don't think a seven to nine day training camp before a national or before any tournament is going to do it. I think it should be committed to a month three weeks at least yeah. of training camp where nobody sees the ball for the first week. It's just cardio. Like, and I know that sounds weird to a lot of people, but that's how we did it. The first week you don't even touch a ball. Then when you can't get tired, all right, let's start playing handball. Um, and I think they need to provide funding, at least something, because a lot of guys for a month to take off work, you know, we're not talking a lot. Give two, three grand per guy. I mean, when you look at it, you're representing Team USA. Can't you ask some somebody for some donation money? We'll put your name on the jersey. I mean, we're not looking. You know, you have 20 guys with coach and everything that are going to go. We're not talking crazy amount. It's just 
looking at it for me personally, and a lot of guys, as you know, a lot of guys, even when they committed to be part of the um, training camp in Auburn, a lot of guys that moved down there, sacrificed their life, it all fell apart because Team USA didn't do their part. They mm -hmm. promised and promised and promised, and all these poor guys have had to work pretty crappy jobs, you know, just to bear to meet, you know, to live basically. And that was pretty sad seeing it. And uh, just kind of, you know, at first it was like, wow, we got this facility. And then two years later, just, just downhill, everybody disappeared. Coaches who were involved, everybody disappeared. So it needs to be funding. You can talk about love for handball. We did it out of love, out of our own pocket. Yeah. What happened? We did it all off, you know, out of our own pocket, but uh, that's not it. Like we had still had fun and we actually still made results. You know, you, Ivan, myself from our team, uh, Struya, uh, Jordan, Divine was there in, in Mexico. Like there was a lot of guys, Gabe, you know, yeah. like there was a lot of guys that were, you know, we had fun. We really had fun and we did it everything out of our own pocket. Gary was there like, uh, and we still achieved something like what a, a lot of generations didn't before us. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I really do think that if they want to expect some kind of results, team USA needs to step up and provide, you know, adequate facilities and everything. Yeah. Because it's a, you know, you can't, otherwise you can't, you can't just get a guys together for seven to 10 days and, you know, expect them to, to all crash in one house because a lot of guys are young and can't afford to get a hotel for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and eat hot dogs for a week. You can't do that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I remember those meals. I mean, I don't want to sound rude, but that was the truth. That's what we had to live. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, stay in a working motel on a smoking floor <laughs> with a bunch of workers. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, that, I remember that too. But that was very cheap, though. What was it like? Uh, oh, it was like 180 bucks for a week. For a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never seen anything that way. But yeah, anyways. Um, but yeah, but, but at the end of the day, for us, it wasn't like we were already, we've been through that. For us, it was just about, again, being together. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what all guys, every team, young or older, should embrace. Stay together. Because at the end of the day, you have your teammates and you guys should stay together doesn't matter if nationals are going on or not get together and have fun you know? yeah yeah so if uh, <clears throat> like if you had to choose uh, who's your favorite uh player of all, of all time first u.s and then global who would they be geez u.s that's a hard one i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't know i wouldn't know where to well, the start you've played in the last 12 years I mean, there were some good guys that, you know, came and moved, but, you know, um, the guy, Jill from it, from LA, you know, when I, we've been playing against him for years, he's good. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny, again, it's all, always these older guys that, you know, played before that are always, because mind you, that guy is what, 42-3? You run into him, it's like a brick wall, yeah. you know? And <laughs> unfortunately, like, New every generation is more sensitive and soft. <laughs> we, need, we need guys like that that are gonna not be afraid of smacking someone because it's handball. It's allowed. Yes. 
you know so it's like actually it's expected as long as you do it right hit me it's expected it's handball exactly it feels like a game yeah yeah and a lot of teams tend to have issues with that a lot of teams here say oh new york you guys are rough you guys play dirty i'm sorry what do you, would you like me to step to the side so you can pass i mean i don't i don't get it it's handball it's a contact sport that's what people forget it's a contact sport so we're not playing tennis yeah but we're, we're not very rough actually we just play consistently heavy aggressive defense but we don't hurt people i mean we all have guts everybody we can't hurt anybody they all bounce off <laughs> i mean it's true but no i get what you're saying like we we really try to be people think it's dirty but what people don't understand like in handball you're you're allowed to be rough as long as you're in front of the guy and you're not yanking his arm from the back or something you're yeah. allowed you're allowed to step in front of a man and hit him or a woman yeah. if you're on the female team vice versa like same thing like it's it's you know and um what about what about the best player in the world in your opinion um i mean i had the pleasure of playing with some really good guys like you know when we were younger um i mean chupich didn't go to high school basically he got excused from everything you know like he when we were you know 15 16 he was amazing i mean he was out of the you know one level above everybody and then you know i was roommates with kopyar for years i was really good friends and uh he had a decent career i wish he used better advantage but you know due to injuries and stuff yeah. he had to call it quit you know it's also hard when you're 2 meters 11 you know for your body to put up with all that and uh, obviously dubnyak i mean his dad was my coach i know his mom his sister i grew up with him like we were really close and he had the freedom in jakovo where he started yeah. you know he had the freedom nobody would say a word if you miss which is also important for young guys to have the freedom not to be scared to shoot but you know and we all seen what he developed he's amazing on offense and amazing on defense i mean that guy will give you um both ends of the floor yeah. 60 minutes and he has heart and you can see that when he plays that he has heart and that's it's important to have guys that are not willing to sacrifice their body because it is about sacrificing yourself if you want to win yeah and and just lately he actually for some reason he has become even even much better leader and a player and and again he's getting older not faster but definitely a, a person of the right timing whenever he's needed that's what i was that's what i meant earlier when i said you need older guys like that like i know from personal experience domagoy is a year younger than me so he's 32 yeah he uh, he um i can't believe i'm calling him old <laughs> yeah the just from personal experience you know the game slows down the older you get the game slows down you see Definitely. stuff that did you didn't see before you know and then when they asked me how could you do that behind the back and stuff when i go every 10 years on the back it's <laughs> just because i was a pivot and i know how i like it and you see it it's just right. the game is slower than it used to be when you're 19 and you just want to shoot quick yeah you know so adomago definitely 
I mean, from pivot, I mean, I do have to say that Renato Sulic was always my idol because he was a beast. He was just yeah. mur murdering people and didn't give a shit. And I love that. And, uh, you know, that's important to me. And Renato was one of them. Vori was, of course, good. But Renato was my proportion, like my height, my weight, everything the same. So I kind of saw what he could do. Kind of, you know, Vori is two meters. So for him, it's a little different, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Sulic was definitely one of the guys that inspired me, especially once I literally started playing handball when they won that uh, couple years later in Portugal, 2003 or whatever. I started in 2000 when they won the World Cup. Yeah. I think Portugal was 2003. I mean, they literally cut off the TV on in Croatia because we didn't buy the rights for the ceremony because we didn't think we were going to win. They literally <laughs> like won gold medal and it's like dark and we're like still trying to <laughs> on live television. It was just... It was amazing. I mean, that's when Balic came to the scene. I played a couple of times. Of course, Ivano. There you go. Yeah. Of course, how could I forget him? I, mean, <laughs> I love Domago. Domago is amazing. But I played a few times against Ivano where I just looked like an idiot. I mean, I mean, he is what they say, the, the maestro of handball. And he really is. I mean, that guy was also my height. So not that big. People think I'm a big guy. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm actually one of the shorter guys in handball they're like really at 6'3 I'm like yeah so I don't know if Ivana was even 6'3 you know and uh, I mean he's just a beast I saw him one time and this is what I knew the best ever from mm -hmm. left back almost left wing this way opposite top I mean our goalie just stood like this and just turned and like what the hell just happened when we everybody on the bench just kind of leaned forward just kind of did you see that <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, like even the coach is just like, okay, you know what, yeah. that doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he always had the green pass. Okay, just do whatever you want to. He's sort of yeah. like uh, the Jordan of handball at that time. Oh, he made me look like an idiot playing. Uh, I cut him off so he can't get the ball. Yeah. I literally had my hand on his chest looking for where the ball is. I turn around, there is no more Ivano. <laughs> I see my coach already. <laughs> and I see Ivano jumping and scoring. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I played a few times against Fotex in, in um, Hungary when they had Jomba, Golja, uh, wow, what's the, Jula Gal, that big guy uh, from, that pivot from uh, Hungary. Oh. No, Jula Gal, like a few years uh, ago. Yeah. I mean, massive. Sterbik was their goalie. Yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, I was maybe 14, you know. And, uh, I mean, that was all, you know, experiences that are, now as we're reminiscing, it just keeps coming up and up and up. All these people I met and played against with. I mean, like the, the experience you've had back home with who you played. Obviously, I know how little you train, as a matter of fact, here um, when it comes to handball. Um, you touch the ball once a year, uh, twice a year. <laughs> That's about right. We don't count Flanders. <laughs> yeah, we don't count Flanders. And I think we're all shocked how it's possible that you come in and perform always at a consistent high level year after year. So I think for people to understand this, it's not because of anything else, but because you have a strong foundation uh, from back home, what you learned, uh, how you were brought up and how you actually um, take the game seriously when you're in that game and how you respect it in a way that, okay, I'm going to play. I don't care. I haven't touched the ball. I know what I need to do. 
And a lot of times you let the game come to you to the right moment where you apply your strength. So I think that's a part where people need to understand. It takes years and years and years to get there, but it starts very early in your career because ultimately you don't train much. We don't train much, but when we get on the court, we still know how to do things. Yeah, I mean, you guys at least, you know, do it twice a week. I would love that. Fortunately, the closest team is in Columbus, which is three hours away, and I'm not doing that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it sucks because the first three, four games at the Nationals, I'm just trying to get my arm in shape, you know, so it doesn't hurt and I can actually hit where I want to. But thankfully, also being a pivot, that you don't really need to shoot hard, hard if you don't, you know. Um, which Richard gets upset sometimes when I don't kill it. <laughs> hey, uh, let me grab a charge. I think my thing is about to die. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Well, we're not going to meet for too long. Because it's been already 42 minutes. Sorry, man. So, uh, I mean, obviously we're all on hold, but are you up for nationals this year? Oh, I'm absolutely down for nationals. Like I said earlier, um, I, first of all, that was the reason, one of the reasons why I got in shape. Yeah. But I definitely wanted to get in shape for the nationals because, like I said, last year was just, I don't know, even though we were missing a lot of guys who should have won. We kind of shot ourselves in the foot. We had the lead and everything. I I missed. It, it, I mean, I don't even want to think back. But, um, yeah, I really think that we got this this year. I think it should happen just to prove some people wrong because some people are really calculately. And, uh, um, you know, I think that it should happen. I think that all this stuff is going to open up, especially here in Michigan and stuff. So, if it's still there, I don't see why not. Um, I I don't know. I personally want it to happen. I would love to go to Flanders as well. Um, but the Nationals would, I would love. I don't know what the deal is still, if it will happen or not. But personally, I am very excited for the Nationals. Yeah, obviously, yeah. We're, we're all in. Uh, I think as a New York City Humble Club, all the people that are, in the city uh, or, or at least uh, in the United States are willing to come and um, hopefully within the next three weeks, four weeks, we will know at least we will have a discussion if it's going to happen or not and when. So if it's going to happen, shouldn't be later than uh, a second week or mid-August mid because otherwise then it would be way too late and entering the, the whole new season. But it would be exciting. It really would be exciting. And if it doesn't happen in Michigan, where would you think it would be a better option for everyone uh, in this situation? I mean, Florida is open. <laughs> uh, I don't know, South Carolina. Myrtle Beach is always a fun time. That's true, actually. But Florida is already open. I don't know about South Carolina, but I would love to go to Myrtle Beach again instead of Detroit. Don't get me wrong. Detroit is two and a half hour ride. I would love yeah. it. I also don't mind going to Myrtle Beach. That's a good point about Myrtle Beach. I completely um, took them out of the list because we've been there three times in a row. But considering now that there's no events, I want to end there open. 
plus out in the sun, it's supposed to be safe. So, uh, no, that okay. <laughs> out in the sun. <laughs> well, that, uh, no, I, I would, I would love it, but yeah, I mean, I anywhere, honestly, as long as it's not York, Pennsylvania, where people from all over the states have to land in Buffalo or Baltimore and then drive another three, four hours because it's yeah, in the yeah. middle of nowhere in the boonies. That's not good. But anything that other than that is good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, you yeah, can but... also go back to Reno. I love Reno. <laughs> uh, I mean, it does suck too because there is no direct flights. Not a lot of direct flights to Reno. It's not all from all the big places. I mean, not from all the places in in the in US. Yeah, but nah, nah. Actually, when I think about all that, like renting a car, driving for four and a half hours, and all that, yeah, no Reno. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it was good to talk to you, Vlado. Is there anything else you want to add to uh, to this conversation or? Share with people that I didn't ask and you want to let them know something? I don't know. You asked so many questions, Vini, that uh, <laughs> I don't even know the first thing you asked by now. I'm already lost. <laughs> I lost you at the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I watch this, I'll be like, damn, I should have said this. I should have said that. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, no, I think we're good. I'm glad we touched base. I'm glad we got to hang out. And uh, I hope this reaches, you know, some audiences or some people that play with us and against us and you know i really you know when i say stuff like teams need to gel and stuff it's really important because when you go for a handball tournament these guys are all you have like your brothers like you're literally leaving your family to go to be with these guys so try and gel that would be my takeaway from this to all the younger generations be a team don't be loners because you'll never win if you're a team you'll win if you're always segregating and uh you know, little clicks here and there, it's never going to be a team and you guys will never win. That's just how it works. Because at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, I'll be like, bam, man, I don't like being, you know what, I'm not going to help him out yeah. if push comes to shove. But if you're a team, it doesn't matter. As you know, yeah. people don't know our background. Me and Beanie literally had a physical fight at practice. Mm. Two practices later, we showed up, apologized, had beers and never spoken again. Because yeah, it, and if people have watched Last Dance, the documentary, yes, it was Jordan and, and Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a good one. I still don't remember why was the fight all started, but the only thing I can blame is there were too many Balkans in that same place at the same time, at the wrong moment. <laughs> yeah, poor Zoki got a few too trying to intervene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was right before the Nationals in Chicago. It was, it was. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? I think because we solved it pretty quickly, I think the fact that we broke a certain barrier, um, then the Chicago tournament was, was a, a, I mean, the, if people have watched those games before the finals, we just demolished yeah. every single team by 15 goals on average. And it was just incredible. And for us, it was like the, a year after winning uh, Delaware National Championship, we stepped up to a different level of game like no one has ever seen that before. Yeah. So, and of course, that comeback that we had in the finals, it was all this about the trust and about the hard work that we put and the commitment. So it was a good Jordan, my, uh, Steve Kerr fight. Huh? I mean, 
you know, tensions got heated. And uh, but like I said, people don't know that they see you and me laughing and you know always together. But yeah. we had an argument, and probably I mean I remember what it was. I don't want to you know I, when I think back, it was just so stupid. But oh, it was just yeah. in the heat of the moment. Huh? What was it? You gotta tell me because I have to know now. Oh, I look. I'm on the Magnuson. I uh, I was supposed to have my bachelor party one weekend where you had uh, either a training camp or something, and I was like, I can't go. I gotta go to my bachelor party. And you were, you were like, Can't you move your bachelor party? And that was enough for me to. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna show you. Right now. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. No. Yeah, it just brought me the wrong way. I'm like, <laughs> typical Balkan, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, we, well, the good thing we didn't move the 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 training. The pressure part. Oh man! And but yeah, see, and like people don't know this about us. Like I said, they you know, and we could have held a grudge for years, or you could have oh. kicked me out of the team. We literally apologize next practice or something yeah, in front yeah. of everybody because for a lot of people, that's a shock yeah. when they see a two guys that are kind of, well, especially you, I just joined a few yeah. months before that, that runs the team. And then, you know, it's like, wow. But then, you know, three beers in, we love each other again and that's it. <laughs> well, this is for all the new people. We do not recommend to get into fights with teammates just for the sake of it. If it happens and you can figure out, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our, ours just happened to happen. Yeah. And, uh, Don't let it happen. A, it was just a bonding experience. Yeah, exactly. Bonded my fist to his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Zoki's, unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, poor Zoki. Yeah, I remember him driving home. He's like, mother, you got me a couple times. <laughs> well, anyway, that's a good way to end it in a in a good personal uh oh, yeah, man. I mean, we've been through so much. It's like, you know, it, that's so far behind. There was so much other stuff in between, so many good moments that I don't even look like I said, I you know how we are. We don't take stuff really personal. Like maybe we'll be upset for a little bit, but if we oh, let no, it go. No, I say we do take stuff personal, but not to the point where we don't see the opportunity to talk about it and figure it out in a in well, a yeah. way. But I take things personally. No, I I meant to personal to where we're right away, like you know what, I'm not talking to you oh, anymore. No, 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 not not for that. No, not not in a team that is strong and, and beyond uh, yourself. Uh, I think that's a key. Yeah, yeah, man, I really enjoyed this. We should do this more often. And uh, yeah, that's just the really excited to see how all this turns out. Me too. All right, Vlado, go go take care of your kids. Thank you. Right, yeah, they've been asking for food already 10 times. I don't know yeah. if you guys noticed me. I'm just like <laughs> showing them away with my eyes. <laughs> you, you got it. You got it. Cook. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Anna. Yeah. Hi, right. Ciao, right. my sister. Stay healthy, and I'll talk to you. All right. Bye. Bye.